under uh, five seconds, five second count. After he walks away. After he walks away. And then um, introduction to the drinks as well as the magic stuff. After the intro. Are you okay? After the five seconds, are you gonna give them the clear? I'm gonna go like this. Perfect. You got that, Megan? Okay. (laughs) He'll be like, "You're good." So he'll snap that Mm -hmm. five seconds, and then Andrew will point, and then you're good to go. Okay. (laughs) It'll be obvious cues. Okay. Snap. Then he'll point. Yes. Yes. Correct. Correct. Yes. Wait for the point. Okay. I'll wait for the point. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Pochi Bubble Tea Spill the Tea podcast. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm joined here with... Sai. And we've got a little bit of a role reversal today. So if you might be used to Ralph and Maylin being in the interviewing seats, they are actually in the hot seats today. Um, say hello to everyone, Ralph and Maylin. Hello. <laughs> How do you guys feel about the little reverse here? I think it'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd be fun. It's we're going to grill you. We're going to spill the tea today. We're going to spill the tea. Well, before we spill the tea, does everyone want to share what they're drinking today? Spill your tea. Um, spill your tea. Well, I actually don't know what I'm drinking. <laughs> I'll, I'll let oh. you know what you're drinking. You're drinking a green tea with lychee jelly. Mm, okay, yes. yeah, because yes. I was like, just make me anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll drink it. Ralph, your fun little drink. My fun little drink. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, it is our electric mango, our spring special. We might bring this through summer because this has been kind of like a it has been a favorite. Drink. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really it's good. It's a refreshing yeah. drink. For sure. It has a lotus in it, so it's for sure, I for need sure. caffeine. So. Yeah. What you got? I have a lychee green tea with lemon. Perfect. Ooh. I have a lemon green tea here. We're all about the tea today. Yeah. So refreshing. Yeah, all about the tea. All no right. Tea here, well, we're gonna get into the real tea <laughs> oh, yeah. today. Um, but we're gonna start off with just, you know, your initial start to boba. So why boba? Why out of everything that we could have started, why boba for you guys? Uh, well, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I feel like Don't part, of, part of that <laughs> question or part of the answer is we like boba. So that's <laughs> naturally. 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 Yeah. I mean, Arthur, Ralph, and I all were longtime poachy customers already before we took over. So it was kind of like. Bubble tea was like just an avenue for us to get into business. Mm-hmm. Here's a fun little story. I don't know if I've told you this. So, oh. Pochi was actually my very first bubble tea. Really? Very Ever. First. I was at UW and um, I, in the middle of like after classes and stuff, I went down to the Ave. This was when Pochi was at the Ave. And I was like, oh, That's what's so this weird. place? I stopped by, got boba, and then, and I had the ta- the boba in it i'm like this is amazing (laughs) what is this so like i didn't go there for a while because broke college student and um i went back and pochi was gone oh and i like for the longest time i was in search i didn't realize it was pochi until like later on oh really yeah um i was in search for bubble tea 
and like I could never find boba that was good enough. Like, no, that wasn't because our boba is there's something <laughs> different about our boba. The flavor is a little bit different. Like the it's, it has a little sweetness to it. The, the type of sweetness is a little bit different. The way it absorbs it and the everything. Texture. Texture. And I couldn't find it. And funny enough story, we're here and we're running pochi and we're like it's yeah. a full circle it's moment. It's a full circle. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. So why boba? I, I think it was kind of like serendipitous that it happened. It happened, and, it happened to be yeah, boba. It happened to be boba. Mm-hmm. But really, it could have been any other business. It just happened to be. Did boba. you ever think you would be running a boba shop? I had no clue. I, I never <laughs> no. knew. No. no. The thing is, I think we all in some way knew we wanted to be in business somehow. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I grew up with a family who's like, my parents always had a side gig. They were doing like their own little business like my whole life. So like, I would literally be like five years old, like helping my mom like sew something or whatever for like whatever side gig she was doing. Um, and then I know like, even when they were back in Cambodia, that's like what my mom did was like, she was always selling something that's like she was the main like breadwinner for the entire family and mm-hmm. granted she had like nine other siblings like it was a big family so she was like always the main person like making doing selling whatever it was to make a living for her family so growing up like even my cousins too like always had like some sort of side gig um so like I and then I also helped my parents open up their adult family home um, when I was younger too. So like I was always surrounded by business somehow. Yeah. It came so, natural to you. Yeah. Basically. It was like, oh, okay. It's kind of like a natural path that I would go into. Like I, that was something I knew like could be possible for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were also in like the health care field, like adult family home and like um, nursing in that field. And I knew like the medical field wasn't for me. Like from an early age, I knew what I didn't want. Um, and that definitely was not it. But business side of things, like I could do. <laughs> nice, nice. How about you, Ralph? Do you, you feel like a businessman? Yeah. Maybe no, like ten years like ago you'd see yourself. It's one of those just... things. I've always yeah, I've always yeah. felt like I wanted to have my own thing. Um, I mean you guys know I used to teach martial arts like full time. Mm-hmm. And my my instructor and I had a conversation about what I wanted to do and he was like I told him, it's like I, I don't know what it is I wanna do. I just want to have my own thing. I just want to do my own thing. I want to grow my own business. I want to have, I want to help my own people. Like I want to have my own, build a community pretty much. Yeah. And I had no clue it was going to be Boba, <laughs> but like it's brought such amazing people into our lives. I mean, I mean, there's two of you here um, and there's everybody in our, in your Linwood and Kirkland location. Yeah. Like everybody's like literally family and to watch everybody kind of grow not just a business right yeah. and we talked mm-hmm. about this when i say the company it's the company that we're in mm-hmm. uh the people that we surround ourselves in and yeah. just to watch everyone grow and improve and like yeah. achieve different levels new levels um on a regular basis i think that's i think for for me that's been the driving force the business aspect of it is just business it's fun but yeah. it's just it's business well it's also fun too it's like Hochi, I think, has always been a little different in terms of like being in the bubble tea market. And mm-hmm. um, it's not like a lot of the other traditional like bubble tea spots. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you, you were trying to find another Pochi for a while too, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I think it's fun to, to be asked that question, why bubble tea? Because most people don't even like think like, oh, you just don't just grow up wanting a bubble tea no. shop. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, oh, but like, 
I kind of like it because like we like to do things that are kind of outside the normal a little bit. bit. That's different. Yeah, yeah, unconventional and different. And I think that's really fun to do. Um, like this podcast, like not a lot. I don't think there's a bubble tea spot that does yeah. like a podcast very often. Yeah. You know? I don't think you guys would even tell yourself maybe five years ago that we'd be doing this. No, no, no so, absolutely no. not. Could so, never have guessed. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really cool and fun to be like unique and different in that way. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's a fun experience. Yeah. I mean, you guys mentioned that Pochies is different from a lot of other bubble tea shops. And we were also talking about this earlier, how opening a bubble tea shop is becoming kind of a trend these yeah, days or like within right. the last like five ten years so what sets pochi apart from these other bubble tea shops they seem to be a lot of new bubble tea shops seem to be adhering to like trends or you know what's really popular these days but what keeps us classic and what keeps us different you want to answer this one you got a good answer for this one yeah well <laughs> i mean i i kind of i feel like i answered a little bit of that in terms of like how different we can be and like we like to try different things as a business I think that's how you kind of grow and like stretch yourself and stand out a little bit too because mm -hmm. like like I was saying earlier like not every bubble tea shop is gonna have a podcast you know um I think we we're not afraid to do things that are a little bit against the grain or that most people aren't willing to necessarily do right away. Um, whether it, it, it comes to like scaling our team or um, thinking about business and running it a little differently than a lot of people, focusing on the people a little differently and maybe sacrificing a bit more in our profits just so we can take care of our team a little better. Um, we're, we're not afraid to kind of make the hard decisions in that way to do um, those things. And I think that's, that has helped us grow even further. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think as, as a business as a whole, yeah. honestly, like we don't, the profit margin for Pochi isn't that high because we do spend a, a lot more on the people. I mean, how often do we get, everyone like lunch and like every time almost all every the time, day right like <laughs> yeah. um we have what gym memberships for our team members we have medical dental available for everyone 401k we have 401k um we're working on student like, that's uh, one of tuition our big assistance goal yeah yeah so we're one of our next goals. that's awesome so it's like we're we're not in it to like just we want to expand the the company because we want to expand the culture mm -hmm. the culture of care and that's one of the things i think that's going to be like really going to differentiate pochi from other companies is that we're not we're not targeting the profits of um i guess it's kind of like bcu right it's not about the profits <laughs> i also BCU. love bcu <laughs> but like i didn't even think about that but it's it's kind of like we really just focus on the people um i remember when we first uh, picked up Pochi and we had the original team like the one from the previous owner that was here and we did watermelon slushes and somebody ordered a watermelon shake right mm -hmm. and they were like the person that was here is like oh yeah we don't do that I was like why not the yeah. customer wants that is like can we make it it's possible yes we have the capacity to do it was it easy to do was it yeah was it easy to do then let's give it to them yeah um so and that's another thing that kind of differentiates us as far as product is we really work to make sure that the product is unique to the individual as much as possible. Some people want the, just the plain Jane 
plain mm -hmm. green tea. And then we come up with some random crazy concoctions of stuff that's not traditional. And this is where yeah. we go against the grain. We kind of challenge the status quo of bubble tea. For um, sure, yeah. And we want to make it kind of unique to the individual because everyone's so different. There's no like two people that are probably going to order exact same thing. Um, yeah. Though it happens, it's just, you know, if you want to have like less sugar and combine crazy flavors, yeah, we'll do it for you. We got oh, it. yeah. I mean, I've seen some crazy stuff that I'd never touch, but they get, they, <laughs> yeah. seriously, but they get reordered every time. So yeah. it Somebody strikes a nerve with someone. Lemon before. Oh, my God. Y'all have lemon yeah. today. Well, to each their own. Yeah. <laughs> to yeah. each their own. I mean, I kind of going off of what Ralph was saying too, like, I think what helps us stand out too That's is good. that we we live out we try to live out our values and our core values and what we stand by and why we're in this business we're in the people business so we really do try to live out those values in what we do how we do things and we're not perfect but we we try to grow from that and learn from whatever mistakes that happen over the years mm -hmm. and really truly try to live that out so like when we say like our core values is taking care of our team is taking care of the customers we try to do that and in whatever we do if it's from improving kind of like our processes and making drinks that people are requesting or it's grabbing starbucks whenever we have lunch or in the morning it's always a good time yes <laughs> and you always guys had sushi time. yesterday <laughs> I like that the, we are in a people business um yeah you kind of going back to your question of why boba we are actually in the people business we just happen to sell boba at the okay. end of the day that's totally fair yeah i think our customers really recognize that as well and as a result I feel like a position at Pochi's is something that's really coveted too, mm -hmm. because even when I started here, I started as a customer, I loved Boba and I was like, why wouldn't I want to work here type mm -hmm. of thing. So I think that's what attracts a lot new employees that join our team. And I just was wondering, what was your guys' perspective on, typically we have a younger yeah. set, of, set of crew members working and how do you guys feel that that differs from maybe working with maybe older quote unquote people? Um, to having like a younger demographic on our team. <laughs> okay, I love this question actually because <laughs> first of all, I think Ralph, Arthur, and I all have worked with the younger generations with kids. So we've had a lot of experience like teaching and mentoring and coaching a lot of like kids, children, and think, um, like just working with a lot of like younger people than we are. So I think in that aspect, it's like we we already had kind of that experience already under our belt, mm -hmm. um, which is kind of fun. And and it's a little different, even though we have a younger demographic, you guys aren't little kids. That's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and little kids can be like a handful. And like, um, I remember um, teaching a dance camp at the YMCA one time, one summer. And um, it was really young children. And I finally understood the term of like where it came from, like bouncing off the walls because these kids were literally bouncing crazy. off the walls. Um, but they're a lot of fun to work with. So I think because we've learned a lot from our experience, like working with kids, it, it wasn't anything too like 
I guess, like surprising for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And the thing about working with people who are in a younger demographic, they tend to have like not a lot of job experience, right? So it actually gave us the opportunity, which is really fun to really shape um, the work experience, like their first work experience ever in the workforce um, for for a lot of these like high school kids or for anybody who's like, this is their first job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that as kind of like a really like big responsibility that, hey, we're able to really shape like how they see the workforce and how they see like what it means to come into work and make a living for themselves. And we're able to shape that experience. And not only are we able to shape that experience and that's like in itself a, a big responsibility to have but also that they are also in a place where you can shape them too so like if you work with a lot of like older people or people who've been in the workforce for quite some time already um like maybe you can see this with people who've like worked in a certain company for like maybe like 10 15 years 20 years even um they can be a little stuck in their ways sometimes because Mm -hmm. um they're kind of used to how things are and that and there's pros and cons to that right um so one of those cons for us i think is um the unwillingness to adapt and change because if you're used to kind of how things are already and you kind of want it and want it to stay that way um, you're not likely to be as open to a lot of the growing and changing aspects that we have in our business because we're still constantly growing mm-hmm. and we're kind of in our building phase right now where we're we're constantly growing and adapting to these changes. And we even saw like even COVID, we had to do through COVID, adapt through a ton of change and adapt and pivot our business so many different times. And I'm sure a lot of many businesses have as well. But I think because we we've been in a our culture is constantly prepping everybody for change and growth. And our demographic who comes in and work at Pochi don't know any better. They're used, they're kind of used to like the growth and constant change that I think we've been able to like work with that really well. And I think it's been, it actually works out that we have a younger demographic. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I totally <laughs> No, so I'm, I'm <laughs> Go ahead, Ralph. I'm smiling over here for a specific reason because, um, I mean, I think uh, pretty much I told you guys, I, I kind of watch kind of body language, nonverbal cues and all that stuff. And I know with Maylin, her speech pattern she'll say um a lot us a lot but when she gets into something she's really passionate about she just goes there were there was like no us there was no um so i was just listening to that so if you guys rewind the rewind us a little bit and just listen to that again there's a lot in there that she's like very passionate about uh, and you could just tell i could just tell just by the way she just went on about it that that's something that she really kind of um has really enjoyed doing in the last i don't know seven years so nice yeah, yeah i can tell that you're really <laughs> yeah. passionate about it we can tell when Milan's passionate about <laughs> what she's about. yeah i mean just i don't know but was this your first job too um was it no i worked at like a place that like shut down 
oh. um, by like Canyon Park. It was called like Zoop or something. It was like a, okay. it was like a little restaurant, and I worked there for like six months. So, oh wow, not like a lot of work experience. I'd like babysit and stuff, but other than that, yeah, well, kind of my first. I was job. gonna say, yeah, this is my first job too, and like going into this, I seriously had no experience in anything before, and like. People might just say like, oh, you're just making drinks or this, this and that. But honestly, it goes so much more beyond that. And like the skills that I've learned from this position have truly taught me so much about myself and how to manage myself as well as managing other people and being able to grow in my position as well. Coming in as someone with no experience and starting at the very baseline crew member to being kind of where we are today really amazes me just to see how much I've grown how much we've grown and how much you guys have helped us grow as well so I can definitely attest to what you guys say about that oh yeah um, I'm really proud of you guys because I remember just the other day I mean I told this to Megan too um, when you guys were working with Val and Tommy uh, like how you guys were kind of showing them and teaching and walking them through all the stuff that you've actually learned and I was telling me Lynn after that whole meeting so I was like god these girls have learned a lot they're like tell, yeah, teaching Val and Tommy what to do. This is so cool to see. Like some of the stuff I didn't even know. So I was like, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you asked us a year today, like if we would be able to, you know, spit all that out, I don't think I could have told you that we could have. So yeah, I think we impress ourselves too wow. every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. All right. Yeah. So what else? I mean, we're gonna we're gonna flip this around, and you two are gonna end up on the hot seat. Oh God! <laughs> How did that happen? Um, uh, well, speaking about growing in terms of business and stuff, obviously we're opening a new Marysville location. Hey, um, Marysville. How with more locations opening and with us expanding more, how do you guys keep like our brand values and like all these things true? to our company consistent yeah consistent um because obviously with more locations there's more people that you are working for so how do you keep it like consistent and still be growing that is going to be a challenge because um to keep that tribe that culture is going to be an uphill battle fortunately having Kirkland and Linwood we have teams and leaders in those teams Mm -hmm. that really kind of embrace the culture and the people that don't embrace the culture eventually we find them kind of trickle out um joe mar who will be leading and taking charge of um marysville i mean you guys know him he's all about people shout out joe mar everyone (laughs) yes yes so like everyone is very comfortable talking with joe mar i I mean that's that's a hard rare thing to find definitely to be able to find somebody that's in charge of store manager that people are really comfortable talking with and just kind of like, Hey, here's what's going on. So we have absolute confidence in, in Marysville as far as that's going to take off and the culture continuing there. I think the big <clears throat> thing is finding leaders that mm-hmm. are going to take that, to take that mantle up of like really caring for the people after Marysville, we're going to take a little bit of a break um, as far as our expansion, just to make sure that we can maintain that 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 culture and the um our our values and after that we're going to be looking into franchising potentially Mm. and even then we're going to be very careful and selective of the people that we franchise with 
or that we allow to kind of join in on the, on the team because um, anybody that wants to join, there is somebody who's already interested and we've had several like talks and conversations with them and he is all about the people. So it's like, okay, that's somebody yes. that we can like, you know, bring into the fold. Mm -hmm. um, there are some people who've asked about it just to do their own, run a business and make money. Um, anybody that has come through just for the money has never stayed very long mm -hmm. because it's 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 going to be hard for them because like you know sometimes you do have to put a little bit more mm -hmm. um but for the people that are all about taking care of others um, those are the people that stay long term and that have the most success so i think that's how we're going to keep that that culture and that brand because mm -hmm. a brand what is a brand it's a promise right mm -hmm. it's a promise our poetry brand is a promise that we're always going to take care of you. We're going to take care of our team and we're going to take care of our customers. That's it. Plain and simple. And we just happen to serve Boba. But as we grow, we have to make sure that we maintain that that um, steadfast steadfastness into our kind of like our idea of taking care. It's just really at the end of the day is we take care. Yeah, it's really how we scale people, mm -hmm. really. Uh, yes, like... The challenge sometimes is we're we're scaling business, but it's all about how do we scale people because the people are the heart of the business, mm -hmm. and that's why we're we're really selective in who we hire, how we move people up, and what we teach when we move people up too. Because it isn't about the money, although there's nothing wrong with making money, right? Like we all need to make money to make a living and support ourselves. So there's nothing wrong with wanting more money and wanting money. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. However, if that's your only motivating drive, that's only going to get you so far. Definitely. So right. Mm -hmm. So it's like we gotta how do we teach people to like go beyond just the money and like yeah. find people who go beyond just the money too. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's how people are going to stay motivated to one, keep doing the work that we're doing in the way that we're doing it and, and feel like fulfilled by it. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, Well, I, when you guys are looking for these leaders, what are some like key qualities that you would notice in them, especially if, there may be like a newer crew member. Like, can you recognize like early signs that they would be a good leader? hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. What do you see? What do you look for? For me, it's not necessarily the skills because the skill sets are always teachable. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of like the soft skills is like, how do they interact with people? How do they respond to situations? How do they respond to hard times? I think the hardships really, is oh, yeah. really it's really revealing. Yes, because you get to see like how do they struggle through things and how do they react and respond to things. And that tells you a lot of where they're at. Um, like are you like the way that you respond to something really shows kind of like how you interpret a situation and how you move forward through a situation and how you treat people during those situations too, mm -hmm. um, tells, tells you a lot. Yep. Um, tough times reveal the like true character of an individual. So that's, mm -hmm. that's very telling. Um, I'm sure you guys can bleep this out, but when shit hits the fan, uh, <laughs> when shit hits the fan, the, the person that, you don't rise up to the rise up to the occasion you actually fall to the highest level of your preparation Definitely. so it also tells us how prepared you are 
when things get hard, um, what you've done and how how much you've done. So that's that's one thing. As far as what I look for, it's really like skill can be taught, right? Mm -hmm. Like anybody can learn the stuff that we do. Mm -hmm. Anybody can learn how to make drinks, how to pour drinks, how to make food. Like all that stuff is all learnable. Skill is replaceable. People and the qualities that they bring to the table and the value they bring to the table is not. So the one of the things that I really look for is service. Because as leaders, and you guys know this because you you have been leads, you are leads, um, and you have been managers of the stores. We're in a position to serve. Like we take care of those people, kind of going back to that care. It's a, the idea is servant leadership. So when I see like a new hire or a crew member that's like really working, not for themselves, but like they work for the person to their left and they work for the person to their right. They work so that the next team after them has, an, has a better and much more efficient, more effective shift. That's the person that I kind of look at. Like, okay, so this person is helping, is working their best so that they can help other people do their best. Mm -hmm. um, and that's one of the things that, I, that really kind of stands out for me. Definitely. Is there, are there any things that you guys notice that newer leaders tend to struggle with? especially ones that I have seen people grow from their mistakes, but <laughs> I have also noticed that there might be some common struggles when first starting out in like a lead mm -hmm. position. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys notice? Self-confidence is always the main thing, especially because all the leaders that we've trained, this is the first time they're also in that position, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's natural to kind of doubt yourself sometimes or be unsure, not as confident because it's their first time being in that role and it's a big responsibility. So that's something I see quite a lot is, is people just struggling with their confidence and being confidence in themselves, like an mm -hmm. inherent deep confidence that they can do it um, would be like the main thing. I'd have to kind of agree. Yeah. Uh, because there's a lot of negative self-talk when it comes. Yeah. And that's just kind of a basic mm -hmm. thing, right? Everybody has kind of negative self-talk and, a lot of those voices, that conversation we have in our head, whether, oh, I can't do this. Like, I'm not good at this. I suck at this. Those are typically voices that we haven't really put in our heads. There's, there's like That's a voice that somebody else has put into us. Because when mm -hmm. we're kids, I mean, Anything's we could do possible. anything. We mm -hmm. could be astronauts if we wanted to when we're kids. All of a sudden, we kind of grow up like, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. I suck at this. I suck at that. So once you recognize that that voice is so came from somewhere else and not yours then you can kind of and this is where it gets hard and kind of challenging to kind of help somebody out of that um, once you recognize that it's not yours then you can have di a different conversation with yourself mm -hmm. um, it's like okay i may not be good at this right now but what can i do right now to improve right so um yes that whole self-confidence thing but the next step after that is like recognize helping them recognize that that lack of self-confidence that negative self-talk is not really from them it's not them as an individual it's mm -hmm. came from somewhere else it's external and once we address that then we can start seeing improvements yeah. Definitely. not right away though I mean, yeah that's, it's a journey yeah, it takes time yeah and i think with just leadership in general i think a lot of people don't realize that it's a lot more personal growth in like internal work than yeah. anything like working on yourself because that affects how you lead other people oh, 100%. because you have to lead yourself oh, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. and if you're, you're not able to lead yourself then it's going to be hard to lead other people as well and 
And this is where like insecurities, like self-confidence comes into play. And it's really important as leaders that you are addressing those kinds of insecurities or um, negative self-talk or whatever it may be for for that person. And that really, really does affect other people and how you lead them. For sure. Yeah. And I like what you said that it's we work for people um, and responsibility does fall to the top. And once we can develop that confidence within the leaders, I can totally tell a huge difference within the team and their own confidence. Um, And I think that just really breeds a great team environment too, when everyone's confident with themselves, when everyone enjoys working with one another, you can really see a difference from when everyone's down in the dumps or Mm -hmm. they really feel like they can't get through hard times, you know? And I think that's where our team flourishes and we build really great connections with one another through that. Um, and I know you've seen that too, Sai, like over the years that we've been here, like I think there's been some really great friendships and just relationships that, that have been developed. Um, even with people that don't even work here anymore, like those connections really stay for a mm-hmm. long time. So yeah. I still talk yeah. to a lot of the people who don't work here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great to know how this position has influenced their life after Pochi's and I think that's really a powerful thing to see as well. So yeah, I feel like Pochi definitely stays in <laughs> even when you're gone. It's the club. Yeah. <laughs> Once you're in the club, you can't get yeah, out of the club. <laughs> you're always associated with it, mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um I guess to switch to a little different of a topic, I know we talked about moving forward with our Marysville store what are some other projects besides opening new storefronts that you guys are excited for? Anything you can give us a little taste of at the moment? Well, I think you know about this <laughs> because we've been working on it together. But um, catering is okay. something I'm, I'm excited about because that's something new that we're doing and that we haven't done before. Um, we've done like big bulk orders and things like that, but we haven't fully like committed and dived into like the catering scene yet. Mm-hmm. And um, the event world is kind of my scene. That's where I come from. Oh yeah. So I'm super excited. You're for creative, that. Malin. Yeah. yeah. It's where you'd flourish. <laughs> um, I know that further down the pipeline for us, I want to get into e-commerce. Mm-hmm. And before we do that, we're of course, what you guys are doing <clears> too is kind of like gener- learning all the things that you're learning right now with within the, the marketing team. I mean, this essentially is a marketing team minus two other people. And one of the guys mm-hmm. is back here behind the camera taking <laughs> photos and stuff. But like, you know, all the stuff that you guys are doing right now is going to enable us to take the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the uh, e-commerce stuff that I know I want to do is kind of have like really, especially some of the stuff that we've already been selling in, in Kirkland. Mm-hmm. Some of the got some awesome stuff there, yes. guys. <laughs> I want to do that, like more like cutesy stuff and just like people, something that people can enjoy mm-hmm. um, and find like you know something they'd want to support. It doesn't have to have our brand on it yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. right? It's just I want it to be something simple, something that everyone can just kind of like partake in. And I know you guys already kind of do that with our fun finds on like our page, like our mm-hmm. Amazon yeah, fun for finds. Sure. Any cool stuff that you guys find, like, oh, I'd, I'd buy this. So you add it onto the page. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. I'd like to do that, but more of a customized thing. I know we just ordered, I think, 500, like, reusable cups mm-hmm. um, with our with our brand and our logo on there. But it's, like, something that I think is really going to be fun for people to kind of use, especially for summer or for, like, teas or anything like that. Or even as a water bottle. Or water bottle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah. Yep. And then buy, you know. Uh, price it reasonably so it's not like 
we're not gouging our customers on prices and stuff, but like something that's really easily attainable because if it breaks, I want you to be able to replace it easily. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And then, I mean, something we're already doing, but I know like a big project that like in general that I'm pretty excited about is just like how we scale our team um, because I'm also like very operational as well. So like yeah. um, building the processes and the system of how we grow and what the dynamics and what that's going to look like is really fun for me too. It's really hard. I think it's challenging um, because you get into like the nitty gritty of the business a little bit. And sometimes you have to, in order to move the needle, you have to do something very different because, I mean, we've talked about this, what has gotten you here is not what's going to keep um, moving you forward, Definitely. right? So like, if you want to keep growing, you have to do something different. So I'm excited for that in general of just like how we scale the business and how we implement new processes or work with our team differently. The dynamics might change. Our dynamics has already changed recently mm-hmm. in terms of how we work because we have to do things a little differently now just just in order to like scale and like moving forward too. Yeah. So like we are already seeing that already. So Here's what's something I'm really excited for <laughs> in like it's May in like a month and a half, two months, you two will be graduating yes we will yeah, I'm ex- I'm really, i know you're both excited for that but i'm super I'm excited for that because that means we we get to work a lot more together mm-hmm. um one of my big goals is to have the two of you take care and and take charge of all our marketing mm-hmm. and that's going to be a huge like task for you guys like a huge kind of like i think it'll be fun and mm-hmm. i want to be able to pull mainland out of it completely mm-hmm. because Maylin's like, you know. Maylin's always been the mother. Maylin's always kind of. She's our mother. (laughs) Marketing mother. She is. She Here's the thing, right? I have these crazy ideas. The reason why they happen is because of somebody who can execute it. Mm -hmm. So the fact that you guys are here doing what you do. My idea, her execution, Mm -hmm. right? So now Mm -hmm. I have these other ideas. It's like, okay. I've got to put my best executor on this. Mm -hmm. And then once you guys have your systems in place and doing what you're doing, um, man, I'm, I'm stoked for that. Like to see, to see your team grow. I say your team because this mainland might be starting it, but this is going to be your team. And I'm excited for that. I'm also very excited. (laughs) But Maylin, when you leave us, where are you going to (laughs) go? Are you going to be here? I'm still going to be running here. Running around like Ralph. I okay. <laughs> this is, running this is why Ralph and I work well together because he has a vision and I'll execute it. Um, but I literally bounce from every little, every position that we have in this company. I have yeah. done. She's very multifaceted, guys. <laughs> um, from working as like with you guys alongside you guys as like a crew member even like mm-hmm. just you know working in the kitchen working in the drink station to managing the stores to marketing to whatever it is behind the scenes I'm kind of like and I enjoy that actually I I like I'm kind of like a details person so like I like knowing a little bit of everything so I I enjoy kind of like moving around and doing different things too yeah, I mean, it's functional to be cross-trained and, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever you do. Yeah, so I think, like, you know, whatever I do next, I'll still be around. Well, she'll still be responsible She's not leaving, guys, guys, but... Yeah. Yeah. She'll be respo- you guys will have the whole department. She'll still be responsible for you, though, yeah. so... It'll be like 10% of her attention will be here. Yeah, it's... The, the sad thing, I think, that 
well, what happened as we grow is maybe I'll see less of you guys, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like I won't be working day to day with you like as much anymore. Um, so I think that's like the sad part is like in order to scale the dynamics in our relationship does have to change a little bit where mm-hmm. like I can't just see you guys every single day anymore. Like I don't see a lot of our crew every single day, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's still fun when I do get to see them. Oh, yeah, it's for like, sure. OK, like catch me up on everything that's going on you know yeah I think we can definitely relate to that too because I mean we recently kind of took a step back from being in the store and like yes it's sad like we love our Kirkland family but when we do get to see them again it's just like very rewarding yeah getting to catch up with them and you know see what's new so yeah yeah, it's not a loss it's just something new for us yeah it's different right yeah it's just different yeah yeah I like that well Ralph I I know that you also kind of take on multiple roles as well, but do you see yourself stepping into any new positions within the company or, you know, Maylin has, you know, had her fair share of roles in the company. And I know that you've kind of stayed pretty consistent, but do you see yourself expanding into any other areas? Expanding into any other areas in the company. <laughs> Taking well, a little okay, toe so dip in anything This is else? really interesting. The fact that we're here, kind of you guys interviewing us is really interesting because I like to stay behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I don't like to be in the front. Like, I like to let other people kind of be in the front. Um, and I think I just, I've always kind of functioned that way. I think my main thing is keeping the vision for everyone. Mm-hmm. Keeping kind of like our target, keeping our goals and holding all of us accountable to that. And the hard thing about that is... I want to tell you guys right now, it is really hard when it's your wife that you have to keep accountable and get mm-hmm. on her case if things aren't getting done. I would yeah. not want to be in it your position. Hard. It is very, very <laughs> difficult. It's not an easy thing because, you know, there are some times where it's just, um, you know, as a female, you, you kind of emotional like ups and downs, right? And sometimes... And especially... And, and sometimes my, my timing <laughs> is impeccable. For whatever reason, my timing is impeccable because the times that I get on Mei Lin's case is that time. Oh, <laughs> okay, my God. I tell him <laughs> that he, like, knows my cycle because every single time he's ever, like, talked to me. Pissed you off. Has always been during the time. And I'm like, Girl, well, it's like, you know. This? Yeah, literally. No, like, I'm, he really, saves really, it I'm not. You need to tread I'm carefully. And you guys know me. I'm pretty direct. So it's not well, it's it's not like I change my delivery very often. It's just like, hey, this needs to be done. Why isn't this getting done? I need yeah. this done ASAP or I needed this done yesterday or this needs to be yeah. done. This way. So it's uh, yeah, it's not personal. It's, it's not, not personal. Yeah. It's not personal. Yeah, that's, personal. That's the biggest thing. It's never personal yeah. because after after business, <laughs> then it's like you go home. It's husband yeah. and wife. Yeah. 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 Do you try to like keep like not talk about work as much at home when you guys are together or is no having a business together kind of you know like it trickles into your personal life at home i feel like that yeah. would be a 100%. Common thing. well here's the thing i think we're, we're in a unique relationship yeah because maylin's love language is quality time mm-hmm. but more specifically quality conversations and mm-hmm. because and kind of going back to what maylin was really passionate about like a few minutes ago <laughs> right those are the conversations that we normally have Mm-hmm. So the things that she's passionate about ends up being a lot about how we're going to help someone improve. What are we doing next mm-hmm. to kind of really like bring the team up to the next level? If somebody's struggling, it's like, why are they struggling? Where is it coming? Like we're always talking about business, but we're talking about people mm-hmm. and how we can help them. And 
um, I think that really contributes to our kind of relationship because we mm-hmm. get to have real high quality conversations. It just happens to be about people. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, you got, a majority of your time is spent here yeah. at the business. So yeah. I was wondering, how do you guys kind of maintain a work-life balance that's yeah. comfortable for you and yeah. doesn't really feel intrusive? And I think I was talking to Ralph like recently about this too because yeah. it's like, it's not even like a work life balance for us anymore. It's more of a blend because mm-hmm. our work is our life. Our It's a part of our life. And it's one aspect of our life. Yes. But it's a part of, it's a big part of our life at this moment mm-hmm. and a part of, and just our regular life to like at home life, quote unquote, home life is a part of who we are and what we bring to the table um, at work too. So I feel like it, it just kind of blends in together. So mm-hmm. we don't have we don't put that expectation of like we need to keep this work life work separate from like our regular life mm-hmm. because it's all one life. Yeah, it's you know it's yeah. like all part of one life. This is our life. So like why wouldn't we talk about work when that's we're true. at home? Why would we talk about home when we're at work? You know because that's how we get to know each other um our home life is just as much a part of us in our our work life and vice versa so I think we we try not to put like too much like strict boundaries in terms of um this is only at work and then this is only at home and I think we've really had to learn that too as husband and wife too because now we also have that added layer of like a personal like romantic deeper like relationship as well at mm-hmm. work in a professional setting mm-hmm. however I think because we we kind of see work in a similar way in that aspect um it doesn't take like a huge toll that people think that work might have on our relationship yeah. Yeah. so you would say that it brings you together if anything yeah yeah that's actually a really good question like the whole work-life balance because everybody has kind of like an idea of balance mm-hmm. and somehow in my head it shows the scales you know the libra scales oh, oh so, yeah, that's, that's okay libra but, so when, you, when people talk about work-life balance they think i think a lot of people address it this way is they look at it so that there's life and there's work and the fulcrum is in the middle right mm-hmm. well everyone's different mm-hmm. sometimes that fulcrum is a little bit more left or a little bit more right might be a little bit more towards work might be yeah. like you know you might need more life to balance yourself out and less work and some people are okay with a lot of work to balance less life like everyone's work-life balance is a different set that's true Mm -hmm. and i mean life itself can can be work too and sometimes being at work can you know be an escape or Mm -hmm. you know make you feel better about what what else is going on in your life so i like what you said i mean like think about it in this way like if you're saving up for a car right that's your home life. But if you you have these financial goals of saving up for a car, you're going to do what it takes to work more. Oh, for and sure. so you're not going to have all this free time for hanging out and doing all that life stuff because you want to work as much as possible to like save money for your your car. So then that that balance there is going to be more work than life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and most people are OK with that, knowing that that's their goal and that's how mm-hmm. they're going to achieve that goal. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you can look at that in that way and for like work life balance. Well, here's too. the thing, too. Yeah. Like, like a lot of stuff that we've kind of gone over in this whole conversation 
is the stuff that we really enjoy. And when mm. you're doing the things that you enjoy as work, are you really working? Yeah. Like, mm. It doesn't like... feel like it doesn't. It never feels yeah. like work. Yes. Sometimes it's like, oh, man, I got to redo this or like whatever. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, we enjoy what we're doing so much that it just never has felt like work. Yeah. And it's not like we enjoy every single moment. Like we're happy to be oh, like yeah, cleaning the floors or something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. It's more like there's meaning behind the work that we're doing. Um, we, we find fulfillment out of it. There's purpose behind it. There's a bigger goal, bigger vision at the end of the day. So then that was that's what drives us forward. Sure. Yeah. I mean, of course, there has to be sacrifices made in, you know, yeah. any situation yeah, yeah. like this. And I like what you said, how you can have periods of time when you're working towards a goal and maybe you have to work a bit harder. And I think that comes into play with what you said about what is what is balance, you know, mm -hmm. because personally, like I will tell myself, oh, like I've just got to get through this hard week. The next week will be OK. Mm -hmm. And then I'll get through the easy week. And then I'll have another hard project or something hard going on in my life. So, life yeah, balanced. it's there's never going to be like a real balance. So you kind of just have to navigate it, whatever is thrown at you, you know. So, yeah, I, I think, too, like this is where it's kind of really interesting because and you guys are probably finding this out, too, and have learned this. Um, a lot of people that have the Monday to Monday to Friday job nine to five. The worst days are. Sunday, because <laughs> oh, you're yeah. towards Monday, right? To mm -hmm. Towards Monday, um, and then the worst part of the day is from nine to five, because <laughs> they're all they're looking forward to is what after, after work. work, right? Yeah. So like, and and that's kind of all related to like your your dopamine. Like everybody, everybody wants their their gratification so much mm -hmm. that all they're looking for is the end of work, the weekend, the end of the day. So it makes the rest of your day actually much longer and much more painful mm -hmm. whereas if we're just kind of like enjoying the work and we're having fun we're yes not always every little thing is fun um it is not fun to drive back to work from home because we live like 30 minutes away because i forgot my laptop here and it's payroll and like but i i want to make I, I love making sure that all you guys are taken care of so it's like okay the drive sucks but i want to do it um and it's, it's it's one of those things that I think that when we learn to enjoy the work, we're not looking forward to getting off of work. You're not looking forward to the weekend. We haven't had a legit like weekend in years. No, because <laughs> even our weekends, our weekends, there's some sort well, we of work. Work. Yeah, <laughs> we do. Today's Saturday. Oh, yeah. okay. So I think of my weekends as Wednesday and Thursday because that's um, my. But even then, even then, we still weekend. work. Yeah. We're still doing stuff. Yeah, we'll still do something, or we're available for any messages, or like mm -hmm. making sure things. Like I'll message you guys on Wednesdays mm -hmm. and Thursdays mm -hmm. still, even though like those are my technically my days off. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we do some sort of work aspect, do some you, some time throughout the day. Do you ever feel days. like a strain being put on you, like having to be constantly, I guess, on call, in a sense? I think it's all about your perspective going into it. Mm -hmm. I think for a, at first, um, maybe like the first, first couple years of business because you're still learning how to navigate like mm -hmm. balancing everything out or kind of like the work itself and just knowing what to expect. So I think I did struggle with that a little bit at first. And I just realized that, you know, like how I go into it and my perspective on how I see that will determine like how stressful it'll feel oh, yeah you know? definitely your mindset and like what you tell yourself 
you're going to believe, you know? So if you tell yourself that, oh, it is difficult and this sucks that I'm always on call or what, whatnot, then, then yeah, I'm going to believe that, you know, and I'm going to feel that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy at that point. Yeah. So I think really changing my perspective on that and, and just like, kind of how I see like work-life balance even has really done wonders in terms of how, how we've balanced work. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more fulfilling. Our focus is not more on the work-life balance. Our focus is finding joy in our work, in our everyday, in our life. And when we focus, what you focus on amplifies. So Um, instead of us focusing on our work-life balance and instead of us focusing on, oh, like the difficulties of like what we don't have, we focus on the joys and fulfillments that we do have in our everyday. Mic drop. (laughs) Save that right there. That was perfect. Excite on the positive things. things Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going into kind of that mindset, if let's say someone wanted to be in a position where you guys are now starting a new business or, you know, starting a smaller business, what advice would you give to these people? Um, I know you said to focus on the simple joys instead of focusing on what you don't or, you know, want. Um, What would you say is a good starting point for those people? I think to go along those lines is what are you willing willing to sacrifice like what problems are you willing to have and deal with because what you say yes to means you say no to a whole bunch of other things what you say no to means you say yes to certain things so if you say yes to business that means you might be saying no to having a lot of free time for a while Mm -hmm. and really understanding what saying yes and saying no means and what that means in terms of sacrifice Mm -hmm. realistically right and you have to be okay with that choice Mm -hmm. because if you're making a choice to go into business going Mm -hmm. into business is hard especially if you're starting brand new it is really difficult and that means that you might have to sacrifice a lot of time to put in the work that you need to get your business off the ground. And you have to be okay with that. You can't just be like, oh, I wasn't expecting this to take this much time out of my life when um, you got to do what it takes to get to where you want to be. Absolutely. Yeah. And it takes a lot of self-awareness too, because like really like you got to look at it at, and I, I t- tell somebody like, what is it that you really want? Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to go into business because they want to be their own boss. They want to have their own time. They want this. It's like, you know, understand when you go into business and you're you're actually, you're thinking that everyone's going to work for you. It's actually the opposite way. You're working for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not going to have, oh, you're not always going to have that free time that you think. I think a lot of people think of entrepreneurship as sitting on the beach, drinking a Mai Tai or whatever Mm -hmm. and on their laptop doing this while well, it's like no that's not how it works <laughs> it's not the reality you guys have, like, those wake up calls at all or like realizations where you're like i didn't know that this is what it's gonna take I or mean, like were for... there any challenges that were like super shocking or did you kind of have a good general understanding of what you'll have to sacrifice and what it'll take to run a business 
for myself, I don't think I had any shocking revelations because I kind of went into it knowing that it's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. I, I think I went into it with that same mindset. Yeah. yeah of like, <laughs> you know, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a long journey ahead of us, mm-hmm. but we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. So that made me, that made me excited. Like, this is going to be tough. This is going to be like, this is going to be a huge You'd like challenge. a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. So that was just my thing. The challenge. Yeah. yeah. The challenge is always there. And I think we also went, into it well at least for me it was like oh i know it's gonna be really challenging but i can get through this and it'll be really rewarding like on the other side of it because like thinking about like how fulfilling and rewarding does it feel to like get through like such a difficult moment like all of the difficult moments you've had in the past like how much stronger do you feel afterwards you know like oh I did that I can get through that so I can get through anything yeah and um the thing is you have a hundred percent um what is it like a hundred percent um winning in getting over all of your struggles thus far yeah (laughs) like if you think about it like it's a hundred percent rate You've gone through every single hard time in your life up until now. Mm-hmm. So why not keep doing it? Seriously, you're you know? you're just a product of your mistakes and your and your yep. wins, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And that kind of brings me back to how like hardship has impacted us and our stores and how much we've grown from that, especially to bring it back to COVID, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, before COVID, we didn't have an online ordering system. We didn't no. have a kiosk system in place. Um, and I feel like when COVID hit Everyone was pretty shocked, but the way you guys really held your ground and really held the store down was really impressive. And I think that that really established a lot of new procedures for us to follow and how to conduct yourself when times are unexpected like that, you know? And like open new doors. Yeah. Like something really bad can happen and Mm -hmm. it happens for a reason. It was fun. It gave us yeah. a lot of different opportunities. Yeah, we always get asked like how COVID was for us. And unfortunately for a lot of businesses, it was really tough. And it and we felt that too. And many businesses unfortunately like had to close and stuff too. And we were fortunate that during COVID, we were our community supported us so strongly oh, and 100%. so well. Like, like our community came through, our customers came through, and it was amazing to see. And for us, looking back through COVID, was actually Ralph and I were very excited when it happened. Not COVID. Not COVID. Not COVID. Up here. The opportunities and in business and what we were able to do, we were excited because we were ready for a challenge. Mm-hmm. And it was a challenge. Oh, yeah. But Ralph and I would like, you guys don't see this behind the scenes, but like Ralph and I, ha- we always have these conversations about like how business is going and kind of the trajectory and what we're trying to do. And for us, I think we were already mentally prepared for it. We were ready for a challenge. And every like we're constantly kind of prepped and ready for like a new challenge and growth uh doing something different that that going into COVID we were honestly so like open to all of those changes and pivots in business in our team and our procedures what we were doing that we were so ready for it yep all right guys you get one last question this is it make it good oh my gosh do you have something you're particularly feeling strong uh, about? <laughs> I don't know. 
Hmm. Maybe we can pose a question to our audience too, as well as you guys. Um, yeah. One last one. one the pressure's one, on. We covered a lot, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that you guys always wanted to ask or yeah. know about? How about you guys? Oh, Just personally, yeah. what do you yeah. guys want to ask? Like, it could be on a personal level. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Maybe, okay, where do you guys see us in five years within the company? How do you see our relationship together yeah. in a way? <laughs> Ooh. I feel like... Like we talked about how like our dynamics and stuff will change. Um, but I think, yeah, part of that is we'll definitely see less of each other. But I think the times that we do see each other or like touch base will be very profound in the sense that the scope of your work is going to be a lot more than it is today. And I think more fulfilling than it is today because right Right now, like you guys are working um, with me on marketing, kind of running the marketing team, but also doing kind of like more of the day-to-day marketing stuff too. So I think I'm, I'm, I see you guys being kind of like where I'm at in terms of like overseeing the projects and overseeing the team and building the team and really taking our marketing and the marketing for the business to a whole different level. So in five years, I imagine our marketing, like what it looks like today is going to be so different. Mm -hmm. So, so different. So vision, right? Like crazy vision. (laughs) I imagine in five years, you two are still, are going to be even better friends. I hope so. So (laughs) That's that's one thing. I hope so. But I also envision you guys having, like one, we're going to have a different, um, corporate office which you two will probably have your own spaces in and you probably (laughs) each will have your own teams but under the umbrella of marketing or brand um uh, brand projects so whatever it is that you guys take off in like i'm not set in what you guys take charge of but i do see you guys leading your own teams and then collaborating together on projects um because and mainly because i see you two as becoming better friends and that's yeah. something that i want to help continue to kind of grow and foster rather than okay megan you're in charge of this Sai, you're in charge of this <laughs> mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. like how can you two continue to work together and develop people yeah for sure because you guys work really well together mm-hmm. you guys are a good, a good team definitely all right well i'm very excited for that as well and thank you ralph and maylin for letting us pick your brains today um for anyone listening uh you can find the rest of our podcast on spotify apple music and on youtube um and we will join you guys next time see ya Bye. bye bye